106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Good morning, Vietnam! Here's Johnny. He told me, keep your friends close, but your enemies closer. You're gonna need a bigger boat. I love the smell of napalm in the morning. I love you. I know. Say hello to my little friend. Rose, where we're going, we don't need Rose. You know what, Frank? Intro the show. No, no, no. I don't want to do nothing about that. Okay, welcome to uh, Are You Still Watching? Frank just introed the show. What's up, everybody? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no you know I think you watched too much of this movie because you have his attitude in the beginning of the movie. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> need to grow up. <laughs> yes, there's get out, something. Get a job. I'm, I probably am going to hurt myself. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, so this week we're talking The King of Staten Island and Judd Apatow, but um, we've all seen this movie, right? Yes, sir. Well, three times myself. Yeah, same here. I think uh, I saw it for the first time last month, and then when we talked about it, I was like, all right, cool. We'll do. Well, the way we came up with this movie <laughs> was a fucking lottery pick because we couldn't figure out what we were going to watch. So it was like, Frank pick a genre josh pick this and frank pick this and we landed on this one so that's that's how we got this week's movie not a bad movie and uh a lot of credits to the director that made the movie mm-hmm. well before we talk about the director you guys want to talk about the actual movie and pete davidson yeah, yeah. let's do it <laughs> so overall what was your your review of the movie over it, josh Oh, yeah. Um, I liked it. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily go as it was probably as good as like the 40 year virgin and uh, knocked up. But yeah, it, it was like classic Judd Appleton stuff like that. Like the thing that really got me and stuff like that is like how he dealt with like the darkness of Pete Davidson. Like cause this is like a loosely biographical film and stuff like that. Like his dad actually died in 9-11. That's something he took business. And uh, I like like certain little things like that. Like he took from like, like the movie starts with a Kid Cudi song and like Pete Davidson has said like he's a huge Kid Cudi fan as am I. My nickname is Cudi. That's what I've been <laughs> called. But yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it starts with that and also ends uh, with the pursuit of happiness and stuff like that. Both of these guys have like dealt with like mental health and like uh, kind of being cryptic about like, you know, uh, being suicidal and going to get rehab and getting better. They both seems to be doing better. And I love that in the movie, like he goes through like this little growth. It's not like too much. It's like gradually, like when he's, like towards the end and stuff like that, I'll come back to it later. But yeah, just a little growth that he has. Uh, he he uses a lot of humor to cover the darkness in his life. And so, because like, I don't know if you guys like caught on, like he, his self-esteem is fucking low. Like he just shits on himself the whole mm-hmm. movie. He was like, maybe I'm stupid. Maybe I'll kill myself. And you're just like, what the fuck? So yeah, I... To me, like that was a big thing and stuff like that. Like just using humor just to kind of like, you know, go through all the darkness of it. Frank? Um, I agree. Um with everything he said. Um it's I don't think it's his best movie. Mm-hmm. Um I still prefer Super Bad over it. Super Bad is an Apple movie too, right? It has to be an Apple movie. Yeah, it's like uh producer. I believe so, yeah. Directed or no? Nah, he didn't. Okay. People right, thought then. he did. I'm gonna have to go with probably knocked up. Will probably be my top of the list. Um, yeah. I mean, that's my first. Believe it or not, I saw knocked up before I saw Forty Year Old Virgin. Mm-hmm. So there's that. But um, we're not gonna talk about that. We're talking about this movie. So I really liked it. I like 
uh, Pete Davidson, right? That's his name. Mm-hmm. I wasn't familiar mm-hmm. with him before this movie, to be honest. Um, I wasn't that big on Saturday Night Live. I know that's where he made his debut at. But he gives guys like me hope with Ariana Grande. (laughs) 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 Okay, I'm just going to throw that out there. You know it's going to be said somewhere throughout the the podcast, (laughs) this episode. But yeah, um, yeah, he's he's very relatable to a lot of um, people, I guess Mm -hmm. you want to say. Especially people that try to use comedy as a coping mechanism. As a, oh, yeah. <laughs> like as a, I don't know, like a self-esteem boostism. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they're not good at a lot of stuff. They use comedy. Like, you know, they poke fun at themselves. They poke fun at everybody. They use sarcastic comedy. Um, so in, in ways, you know, and I thought I do this to Josh all the time. I find amazed that movies relate to me a lot. Mm-hmm. And in ways I see my, myself in this character a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, as bad as that sounds, I do see myself in this character. So I really enjoyed it on that aspect. And, um, yeah, just a really good movie. Yeah, I agree on it uh, It being very relatable because that's something I'll do. Like, I'll just, like, come up with a joke. Now, and, like, a minute late, like, people are like, oh, shit, that was actually kind of fucked up. You should think better about yourself. And I'd be like, hey, I'm all right. Yeah, I'm all right. Yeah. Yeah. What I like about um, Apatow's movies, and it's really apparent in this one, really, like, you can tell that a lot of it is improv. <laughs> you so telling like, me the, uh, the pharmacy robber scene did, just didn't uh, come out of a natural dialogue? <laughs> and watching, I was like, "What the fuck? Where did this come from?" <laughs> improv. I think there's some movies that really like they do well when there's improv, and uh, you see it a lot in his movies. But I think this one really showcased it. Like it gave it this like natural flow and i think the relatability of it like i just like you guys said i liked it it was relatable it was shit that like you've probably seen growing up or that you've been a part of so i think that's why i liked it too was you almost feel oh i remember doing that dumb shit in high school i remember getting a tattoo (laughs) by the river like (laughs) (laughs) thanks um but yeah like I, i think good movie i think people should stream it it's I don't think a lot of people saw it because it came out during uh, COVID, like right in the middle of COVID. So mm-hmm. check it out; it's worth it, man. It's not a it's not a bad movie at all. It's on HBO um, Max. I think if it would have came out, it would have been in theaters. I think it would have probably been a number one at the box office for a couple of weeks. Yeah, because Apatow is really good at making those movies. Mm-hmm. That, you know, are a surprising number one, not just I'm a number sure. one. You know, because we we all know Transformers and. Endgame and even a Star Wars would be number one. But when you see a Jump Apatow, you see a comedy, especially his based off comedy, to be mm-hmm. number one for a long time. It's just mm, that's pretty, you know, pretty special for him to do. Great. And then so, I think the the cast in there too, like that helped because you have <laughs> Steve Buscemi, you have Marissa Tomei, um, mm-hmm. Bill Burr, which is a fucking asshole, but <laughs> I loved his character and I loved them shitting on him at the firehouse, like. That was that was great, and they both grew from this too. Like the in the story, they both grew. Mm, yeah, agree. I'm I'm glad you uh, went with the cast. I want to go with a uh, Bell Powell. Like uh, she she plays like his friend slash love interest and stuff like oh, that. Like yeah. that. she is hilarious in the movie. She's like well, uh, when she talks to him about like the life events. She was like, oh, why didn't you invite me? <laughs> yeah. And uh, when she has, like, a friend over and stuff like that, and her friend's, like, looking at his friend, and she's like, no, 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 don't talk to him. He has chlamydia. (laughs) And he's like, I had chlamydia. And her friend is like, it's terrible. I was like, it's hilarious. And uh, speaking of what you said about being relatable and stuff like that, like, uh, one of my friends, like, they he he has, like, a garage, uh, I guess you can call it like a room because he has like a couch in there, TV in there, and stuff like that. And then like, oh, it's you know, it, it, I, I guess if you want to call it that, yeah. <laughs> and you know, like they in there like smoking, and we just be in there saying like dumb shit. And so that was very relatable, like just being there doing nothing. And then I think about it like anywhere because he put he didn't he only been living there for like a couple years, but when he when we were younger, he lived elsewhere. Like the, he, he was always the place we would go to and just like be there doing nothing saying dumb shit, watching TV, being amazed at what we're watching, wasting our life away. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you can kind of like, 
you get these flashbacks when you're watching the movie and you see him doing shit like that. And you're like, oh, that was me in high school. I remember being at so-and-so's house in the bedroom and, you know, whatever went on. You're like, that's the scene that I that I identified with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, the, the cast is surprisingly strong. Like, like what you say, uh, Marissa Tomei, also good and stuff like that. She's, oh, I love her, man. Man, uh, quick. Well, I don't think it's like anything weird to say stuff that she's a very attractive woman. She have aged very well. Uh, I liked her in like my cousin Vinny. She's great in that. She was in the TV show A Different World, like the first season, which is a spinoff of the Cosby Show. Uh, she's you know Aunt May and you know uh, Spider Man movies and stuff like that. Uh, I like Maude Apatow, his uh, Judd Apatow's daughter. She's turned into a fucking great actress in Euphoria. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, have you seen Euphoria? I've heard yeah. of it. Like, I, I would watch. It's one episode. It's a Halloween episode. She's fucking Bob Ross. She goes <laughs> as Bob. Well, like, with the fro and the must, and it just works. <laughs> it was great, man. That was... It was fucking hilarious when you see her just come in. What's going on in the big glasses? And <laughs> it works. And, uh, Pamela uh, Alden is in here from like, uh, you know, she was the voice of Bobby Hill. You you actually hear it in the movie. She's like, look both ways. I was like, fucking Bobby. <laughs> like she's in there. She's also, she also was in Louie, which is a great show. We're not going to go into like, <laughs> what Lewis? See, yeah, I, you know, I like to give people credit. Like, I, I, I'm like, I'm one of them people. Like, I can separate the art from the art. Sometimes, like, if I like your art, if I don't, then yeah. I'll just break. I'll bring up your personal life. I'm like, that dude fucks kids and makes <laughs> shitty products. <laughs> but like with Lewis C.K., I could be like, yeah, his, his, his comedy specials are funny, and Louis was hilarious. So I was like, I don't know about that other shit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like she, you know, she was in there. She also has her own show, Better Things, on FX, which is another good show. She's there. Uh, all of his friends, I don't know, like their name. They're hilarious. Like the guy who I said earlier, the one he was like, I had chlamydia, and then like uh, the jail scene, he was like, he's like, well, you came down here just to ask me for my place, <laughs> and he was like, you gotta feed my cat, and don't just run up in there. You gotta spend time with him and let him know I miss him, and I'll see him in three to four months. um but yeah i think overall like fucking great movie the cast is hilarious they all really Mm -hmm. mesh together like bill burr being the dad he plays ray bishop and the way that he comes into the story is just such a (laughs) shitty way to enter into the story but it works and like his reaction when he sees him that's got to be reaction to the scene and the the mood of it but oh shit my like he just quickly exits out of it real quick and then uh, it's just the comedy is fucking great man like y'all are sleeping on this thing y'all need to go watch really i have a question so because i've always seen like bill burr it's like this loud angry ass is he angry in the mandalorian i haven't seen it yet no, he's really laid back in the Mandalorian. Oh, yeah. Okay, <laughs> he's a really he's a sleazeball in the Mandalorian. Okay, okay, because I'm like, I'm like he's always like, uh, well, well, I guess in like Breaking Bad, like he wasn't really like you know the ass up, but like uh, like his comedies, special and stuff. He's always like the loud guy from Boston, like uh, like in the Heat, he was uh the loud brother of Melissa McCarthy and stuff like that, and. Uh, so that's how I always see him as just a loud asshole. So when everybody was like, oh, he was an asshole. So I'm like, so he was fucking Bill Burr. That's what he was. And it's just hilarious. But yeah, he he he's hilarious in this movie. Like when he gets Pete Davidson age wrong, he, he, who raised this animal? <laughs> so you wouldn't you wouldn't have a middle-aged son. He's like, middle age, I'm only 24. Um, okay, so what's y'all's favorite scenes from the movie? Because um, there's quite a few, man. I like one of my favorite scenes is when he's when the the daughter is going off to college and she mm-hmm. gives him this speech saying, "Just take care of mom." And he's all like, "And he's like, oh, I can't even take care of myself," you know. <laughs> um, I just, I mean, it's funny, but it's like dark. Like it's like that dark comedy that you, you don't want to like, but you don't want to laugh at, but. 
it's just it's it's like I always say it's relatable. Like these <laughs> these spots are relatable in movies. Hey Frank, um, what's up? Are you going to hurt yourself? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I always I always crack up when um at the dinner scene when she's getting ready for the party and yeah. Tells him to wear nice clothes, and then she's in the nurse's office <laughs> taking care of the kid. I mean, this is it's, it's crazy point, points right there. <laughs> uh, I, I like, like I said, like the chlamydia scene where they was like, "You gave him chlamydia." <laughs> and so indirectly, I like that. Uh, I like the scene, like uh, when they have like the graduation part, and his cousin is trying to offer him a job, and he was like, "I told your dad." <laughs> I'll look after you. And he was like, when? He died suddenly in the fire. Did you talk to his ghost? When we first see Bill Burn and he and, and, and Melissa told me she, she was like, are you a cop? And he was like, nope, I'm a fireman. I work for a living. <laughs> <laughs> a little subtle jab at him. Yeah, like 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 uh, I picked up like a lot more shit like that like my second time watching. I was like, whoa, 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 what the fuck? What's going on here? <laughs> and uh, uh, I forgot the friend name, the one that uh, that gets shot and goes to jail, like the chlamydia guy. Him uh, w- w- when he sees like uh, the dude, uh, the kid Harold in the park, and he was like, come on, he's he, he, on, you can hang with us. We we, we ain't no strange danger over here. <laughs> and, he, and he's like, I'm gonna call you Harry. And the kid's like, No, my name is Harold. And he was like, I, like it, it's a little part. You can kind of, you can, like, if you're not really paying attention, you'll miss it. He was like, I love this kid. I need this kid in my life. He has structure. <laughs> I think when uh, he goes back home after getting kicked out and he's been working at the firehouse for a while, Marissa Tomei's drinking fucking wine. It's like midday. And then she like slowly gets him outside and then just fucking closes the door and locks it. She just cracks her ass up like that was that was good. That was fucking good. I'm glad you brought that up. His aunt Joy is another great character. <laughs> like earlier when when they're telling when it, when it, uh, when she's telling Melissa to May's character that she needs to like open up, she was like, "Mom will be mad at you. You wasting your body. You like leftover food on the table." And she was like, you meet hundreds of people every day. She's like, those people are criminals. She's like, not all of them. Some of them are victims. <laughs> uh, what's her name? Um, Lynn Coplitz, I think. But that was her last uh, her last movie. Really? Yeah. She did Gaze, the series. I- I've never seen or heard of that. And then uh, Top 5, I think I remember seeing that. What is that the Chris Rock movie? Uh, it's from oh. 2014. This yeah, Chris Rock and uh, yeah. Rosario Dawson. Yeah. Okay. I don't remember any of it, but like she is fantastic in this. And oh uh, yeah, she has so much good dialogue, especially <laughs> with Marissa Tomei. Like they feed off of each other. It's fucking great. Like that scene when he was like, "Eat a dick, Josh." She was like, "I did for breakfast. I'm full." I was like, "Whoa." <laughs> It's the perfect, like, I, I don't want to say, like, a family that doesn't get along but gets along, but that's what it is. Like, they, they shit on each other, but in a good way. <laughs> like, they brush it off. Because mm-hmm. I feel like my brother and I, we go back and forth on our on our little jabs at each other, but it's shit like this, and we just, we die laughing sometimes because the shit that we tell each other is like, okay, what the fuck, man? Like, that's fucked up. And I see that in the in the jabs that they give each other in crap, man. It's <laughs> highly relatable still. <laughs> I think getting back to that uh using trauma and depression or masking it, masking trauma and depression using comedy. Like I said, like you know, his his dad died during 9-11 and uh like his friends, they laugh, it's like, oh Scott doesn't care. We make fun of his dad all the time, and like everybody kind of laughs, and like he he just kind of has like a little weird, like sad smile on his face. Uh, it's a lot of comedians that go through dark shit that they just tell jokes about and stuff like that. Like you guys ever like notice that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, all the time. Yeah. So and, and you know, uh, I thought like this was like one of those moves and stuff. Like that. Like, I said, like he doesn't like because he doesn't get like. Uh, 
like a, a great job and a fantastic apartment and stuff like that. He just it's just like very glad like he grows up a little bit, like he does a little hard work. <laughs> and uh he admits his feelings for uh Bell Powell's characters like like you know at the end and stuff like that. He's like, I love you. That's the reason I act so weird. And you and uh I, I love like the uh the roles reversal like of their sex scenes, like when they first have sex. And, and uh, he was like, "Did you come?" She was like, "Yeah, did you?" And he was like, "Oh no, no, but it, 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 it's okay. I had fun though." <laughs> and you could, you would normally see like that conversation happening, but it'll be like the man came and the woman that did, and she was just like, "But you know, it's good that you did." <laughs> and, uh, and even in that scene, like he was like, uh, "She was like, uh, uh, was it the anti-depression?" He was like, "Yeah." And he talking about, but you know, uh, if I wasn't on him, then you wouldn't come. Then you'll be on antidepressants. <laughs> Uh, okay, so going off that, the only thing I didn't like about this movie was the ending. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it felt like it just kind of just suddenly went off. But I didn't like that it just cut you right there. I'm like, well, what happened afterwards? Like, did y'all get dinner? Did y'all? What <laughs> I like. I love the ending. Did he do it's something like, culture? It's like an abyss. It's like an like, uh, like not an abyss. It's like a like a. It leaves you wondering. Like, did they work it out? Did they? Tells him to do something culture is like he's finally in the city. He never goes to the city. I mean, he's finally in the city. It leaves you wondering if he's going to actually do something to better himself in the city. Mm-hmm. And that's the point of the movie. It's like you don't know where his life is going to end up when this mm-hmm. is all over. That's, that's, uh, that's a good point, yeah. Oh, they always talk about the other cities in uh, New York and stuff like that. But right. like this is like and, the first time they actually go there. Yeah, like he, the whole movie was based in Staten Island. Mm-hmm. And... This is like the first thing out of outside of Staten Island. The first time they actually go to another, mm-hmm. especially of all cities, they go to actual New York, one of the big boroughs. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it just leaves you wondering: like, did he actually mm-hmm. better himself? Did he, you know? And that's what the whole movie was leading up to, I think. But you know, teach him. I think it was a good grow up story for the for Scott Carlin or Pete Davidson's character. Like, he's this fucking low life. <laughs> shitty tattoo artist but then you see it towards the end especially with the tattoo on bill burr's back i don't want to give it away but it's just like you see the the heart of it and the caring of it and it breaks marissa tomei down and it's it's a good grow up like i liked the mm-hmm. warmth of it i don't know about you guys but i i, I liked it yeah it was, it was a good uh like yeah i'm I'm not so good at life, but what I am good at, like, I can make it warm and fuzzy and lovey in my own way. And you see that, like, he's there with the uh, the guy that got stabbed or he broke a bottle or whatever the hell that <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's the rapper action, Bronson. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, it's like, no, yeah. I didn't who that was, huh? Yeah, that was Ratchet and Bronson, oh, okay. man. Uh, right. he's, like, he's like, don't, don't need to worry. We're all friends. <laughs> <laughs> he, he t- tell my mom, he's, he t- tell my sister, I know she's my mother. It's like, what? <laughs> I think he's uncredited in here, actually. Probably, but I was Ratchet like, Bronson. Yeah, it's hilarious. <laughs> but that's the moment when him and uh, Bill Burr and Marissa Tomei, like, they all... They finally yeah. like, like it comes together. Yeah, I guess like bury the hatchet, so to speak. Although, let's talk about those tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> he's right. mad. He, he's mad and consistent, yo. Obama ain't right. <laughs> <laughs> or the, the kid's tattoo was just fucking lying on his arm, and that's how you get the Bill Burr character into the movie. Yeah. I, mean, I, won't I, like, I mean, it's a hard way for, to introduce a character in a movie, but it's actually an interesting, a different way to introduce someone into the movie. Especially as yeah. a love interest in the movie. That, that's yeah. true. Because he's just there like, they were like, yo, they did what? Let me go over there. Let me talk to his parents. He's like, let me talk to your dad. I feel weird cussing you out. <laughs> <laughs> and then fucking um, the kid's like, dad, you're embarrassing me. Stop. Let's just go. Like... <laughs> Oh fuck! I, I think it's one of the movie like it it grow it'll grow on you like the, like the first time you said like I I enjoyed it I, I 
it was like, yeah. And like you said, like I I felt they were about like the ending. Like I didn't hate it, but I just felt like it just like kind of suddenly went off. And then like the second time I saw it, I enjoyed it uh more. It's just probably just one of the moves that'll just like grow on you a little bit. Yeah, I think watching it the second and third time really it made me like it more as I went on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you notice more things with it, and there's <laughs> more dialogue that you kind of missed out the first time, or whatever it is. But you get like bits and pieces of like heartfelt and warmth, but then you can get the asshole and the comedy, and it just it makes you really like the characters throughout the whole thing because they they all grow from almost nothing and like having not even having a family. Like he's just a fucking resident in that house yeah. <laughs> to being. <laughs> The sun, you know? True. Uh, the movie starts off with a half-heart suicide attempt. That's Scott mm-hmm. as a character. Like, a guy that can't do fully go through with anything. <laughs> like, he's just driving. He closes his eyes, and he opens. like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> and, dude, I didn't catch that until the second time I watched it. Oh, the suicide attempt? Yeah, yeah I was like, like yeah, me what too. the fuck is he doing? <laughs> And it comes on with the kid, Cuddy, uh, just what I am. And I was like, oh, okay. And like I said, like it ends with pursuit of happiness and, you know, uh, just a little, nothing too major and stuff like that. Just a little, you know what? Like maybe Scott's going to be okay. He's still a fuck up, but, you know, he's somebody's fuck up. <laughs> um, so let me ask you guys, did you expect a movie like this from Jed Apatow? You know, knowing that he did 40-Year-Old Virgin and everything that he's done beforehand, would you expect something like this from Um, Is this his first dark comedy? That would probably be funny people with Adam Sandler. Yes. Oh, that's true. But that was more... I didn't think that was funny, though. That wasn't meant to be a funny movie. That's a funny point. Yeah, good point. <laughs> that was more meant to be like it seemed, it seemed more like a drama that one. Mm-hmm. But um, this one, I did not expect this kind of movie. But then when you look at it, it was uh, Pete Davidson from Saturday Night Live, so I kind of expected a lot of improv jokes, a lot of one-liners, a lot of insults, a lot of roasts. So I guess with the director, I didn't, but with the actor that was in it, if I would have followed him more carefully. Besides just this movie, I think I would have expected mm-hmm. it from his character, from the actor. Not from the director, mm-hmm. but from the actor, I would have expected it. Mm-hmm. Especially like if I looked up the background on um, Pete Davidson, about his yeah. father, about his breakup with Ariana, um, all that. I think I would have expected it from him. Mm-hmm. What I like, like, that he's been doing lately is and stuff like that. Like, he'll go to, like, different, like, comedians and stuff like that, and... He'll basically, it, I don't want to say like it'll be like their lives, but like it'll be kind of like their script. Like he did uh, Trainwreck with Amy Schumer. She wrote that. And with this, the uh, the King of Staten Island stuff like that, like Judd Apatow wrote it, he, but he wrote it with Pete uh, Davidson. And it, was, and it was like another guy and stuff like that. So it's just like those people just like, probably, like, bringing in, like, their own, like, certain experts of their life. Like, it, it's not necessarily them, but it is them in a weird way and stuff like that. Like, you know, like, that's not Pete Davidson name-wise and stuff like that, but certain aspect is Pete Davidson. I think the closest... Oh, not even that. Shit. I'm looking at his at his credits, and, like, I can't find something that would have me expect him to do something like this. Mm-hmm. What about I mean, from Davidson? Apatow or Davidson? <clears throat> from Apatow. Because, okay. mm. I mean, you got Step Brothers and Pineapple Express and Getting to the Greek, like, like funny-ass movies, and you have him working with, like, Aziz Ansari and... <laughs> shit, Pineapple I mean, Express it. was actually, if you think about it, was actually a dark comedy. What? Pineapple Express oh, yeah. was actually a dark comedy. Yeah, man. Yeah, well, uh, uh, I mean, people well, didn't take it as a dark comedy just because it was based off of marijuana. Uh-huh. It was actually a dark comedy. I, th- I thought it was a dark comedy. Yeah, I, I, I remember going to go uh, see that, and like when it first came out, like people were surprised at like how violent it was at the time because this is like for, after 40 year version, after Knocked Up, 
after I think like Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story, and uh, a couple other things like he had produced and stuff like that. So we we see Seth Rogen, we see James Franco. We were expecting just a full on laughing movie and stuff like that. Then when you watch and stuff like that, it's a little bit more violent than people suspect. A little bit more action too. I'll have to go back and rewatch that. Mm-hmm. It's been quite a while. Yeah. So. so let's talk uh, Apato. I know Josh had some questions if you want to. Okay, so bring he directed five movies. I'm going to give you those five because he has a lot of production credit. His first movie he directed was The 40-Year-Old Virgin. After that, he directed Knocked Up. And then after that, he did Fun People. Then this is 40, Trainwreck, and The King of Staten Islands. All of those movies that he directed, which is your favorite John Apatow film? Mm. Oh, shit. <sighs> you want to go first, Frank? Was, okay, name the movies again? Uh, the 40 year version. Okay. Knocked Up. Okay. Funny People. Okay. This is forty. This is forty. That's like a kind of like the spinoff of like uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Papa yeah, Leslie Man. Yeah, yeah. A uh, train wreck and the King of Staten Island. You know, I I could have sworn Forgetting Sarah Marshall was his movie too, or was it was it just produced by him also? Yeah, he just yeah. like he was just a producer. Okay. Um, out of those, I want to say Forty Year Old had to take it for me. Okay, what I like about I mean not just four year old but with all these with all these movies it's like it's like real life situations that he's putting mm-hmm. people in like it's not just like you know like a far out comedy like you know Ace Ventura or mm-hmm. or I don't know you know those far out comedies you know like shit like that but it's like something that it's like a real life situation it has that it could happen yeah it could happen to you and you relate to so I would have to say four year old virgin just because that was my <laughs> first experience with it. That was mine too. I, I, I like when I read about it and stuff like that. Like, uh, I think it was like Universal. They stopped filming after like a week because they said Steve Carroll looked at like a serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what did I, I was like, like no. no, I meant um, not the. Knocked up. <laughs> I, I can't relate to 40 year old virgin. What the hell? <laughs> I've been knocked up. <laughs> Frank, uh, you having water over there, sir? Uh, I mean, Hennessy Coke, so. <laughs> Ooh, having a re- having a real good time, I see. So I meant knocked up. Knocked up is a really, um, I can't relate to that either. But <laughs> yeah, I was, I was, I'm, I'm, I'm like, you can relate to getting a woman pregnant after a one night stand. All right. <laughs> <laughs> that was my first experience of an Apatow movie, and I loved it. I thought it was hilarious. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, uh, I have a question for later, but yeah, that's my first one. my first experience, and I loved it so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you, Zoe? I'm going to say Knocked Up. Yeah. And uh, I think, so it came out in 07. Mm-hmm. I think Knocked Up was like, it was my first Apto movie that I saw, because I saw 40-Year-Old Virgin after that, but Knocked Up, I related to a friend of mine got pregnant in high school. Mm. And so this came out like right when we found out that she was mm. pregnant. So we were just fucking shitting on her and shitting on her. Like, God damn. So bad. But, I mean, it all turned out great. And <laughs> they ended up getting married. They got three kids now. So, like, it's a good a good outcome. But it was it was just so close that we were those friends who were like, oh, you're going to end up like this, Ben. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was, that's my tie to it. But Knocked Up was hilarious. I love Knocked Up. Uh, yeah. That's the thing, though. You never know if, like, if uh, the Seth Rogen and... Uh... Um, Keith and Heigl ended up mm-hmm. yeah. together with three kids. They probably did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like the ending where he, he was like, uh, he when he gets a job and he was like, oh, he's like, we, we could be we could be brothers or Crips. He's like, oh, we could be Latin kings. We all look good and go. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the only uh, Keith and Heigl movie that he the episode did with? Yeah, yeah. She, she, I heard. I heard she's really difficult to work with. Yeah, she 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 has some opinions about like that that you, 
I don't want to necessarily like say she was like wrong, but maybe she shouldn't have went to. She she felt like it was kind of sexist because she's she's like in her view, this is her words. She says like in the movie, the boys have all the fun while the women come and stop the fun. And like when you watch it, you just like you kind of see it, but you just like that might not have been like the time and place to say it. But you know she she's had other problems like on uh. What's the uh, Shamlo Rhyme show? The Grey's Anatomy, like she. Oh yeah. Yeah, they they show like they uh you know like like for uh, the Emmys and stuff like that. They give like certain episodes and stuff, and they put it. Uh, she was nominated for an episode, and she I guess she felt like that shouldn't have been the episode she was nominated for or something. It's just crazy that she they like, had a problem with that movie. Yeah. But then there was that one movie she came out with. with I want to say Kirk not Kirk Russell, uh, Russell Crowe. Um, I forgot what movie it was, but it was like the same exact premise where she's like a, an uptight woman, and um, he's like the the I guess I don't know what movie what type of the movie I can't think of it. Mm-hmm. You know what movie I'm talking about, right? Uh, Russell Crowe, Ugly Truth, no. where, where oh, okay, she, where she's Butler. like an, yeah, Gerard, Gerard Butler, Butler yeah. okay, where she's uh like an uptight woman and he's yeah. having all the fun. It's just the same exact from So like you would think, you know, if she had a problem with knocked up, she wouldn't take these roles. Where you would think she would read the script before she takes the roles. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to say, but uh, you know, yeah, I was like, we we can get into like actors take if we go over that, we'll be t- <laughs> actors taking roles and stuff like that. Like, she might have had a problem with it, just like took it just to you know get paid and pay bills. So that that might be like a Hollywood like writing women problem. <laughs> but, pay the bills, uh, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I would say like knocked up was like my favorite too. The first one I saw was surprisingly the forty year old version. I don't know how two thousand five, two thousand six. I'm watching this, but I was. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out, mom, for <laughs> letting letting us let me do this. Yeah, I was like, I've, I've seen a lot of things I shouldn't saw as like a kid because I have uh, two older brothers. So like one of my older brothers, like Frank, uh, the one that's your age, you know, my mom would be like, oh, you can't watch this. You mean twenty five? Huh? My age, like you mean twenty five? <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 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 but it would it, 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 it would have been like oh you're not old enough to watch like Adult Swim like this is like when I was a little bit younger but you know but if he was watching it and I'm in the living room and stuff like that I could you know I could watch it that's a nice little loophole <laughs> and, you know she's you know she's working all day and stuff like she's got her own shit to worry about <laughs> um, so but yeah uh, knocked up and stuff like that like it's it's just a hilarious movie I love uh, like the little date scene they have, like when they're trying to get to know each other. And like, he was like, Oh, uh, when he was in Canada, he's like, I got hit by a mail truck and I got like some money. Cause she's like, well, what do you do for a job? And he's like, I don't have a job per se. And he was like, I'm not poor, but I eat a lot of spaghetti. That's hilarious to me. <laughs> uh, I guess my second question would be stuff like that. Like, uh, People feel like he makes these long come like all of these moves are like two hours plus. Do you guys feel like his comedies tend to be a little long? I don't think they feel long to me. I mean, <laughs> watching them, they flow so well and they keep you mm-hmm. entertained. So I don't. It doesn't feel like a two-hour movie to me. It feels like maybe hour, hour and a half, hour and forty-five, but not. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel long. I guess. Okay. <laughs> I agree. It, um, like you always said, it doesn't. It flows really good. I mean, there's no dead. There's no dead space in any movies that I've seen he makes. Uh, I'll tell you right. Like the forty over two hours and thirteen minutes. Oh shit. Mm-hmm. Really? I'm thinking. I'm thinking what he could have done without in that movie. Mm-hmm. And there's really nothing I could think of. I mean, it all makes perfect sense. Knocked up two hours eight minutes. Mm. Oh wow! There's like a point, me, point in all those, and point in every scene in those movies. So, uh, funny people. Two hours thirty-three minutes. This is the one I feel like it kind of dra- like when they get to the house, and then Eric Bannock characters come and like they stay the night. Like it kind, I would say kind of like drags. 
But it feels like uh, two different moves. Shout out whoever was screaming. That's what I'm talking about. They, they, they said it, they started. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's, my, it's my mom. She's watching the UCLA-Gonzaga game. I'm talking about it, man. Uh, UCLA-Gonzaga just tied it. Okay. Oh, UCLA just I'm sorry. It's March Madness, you know. Mm-hmm. Holy yeah. shit. Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry. But, uh, yeah, sorry, guys. Yeah. We're recording this a week early because Frank's got his mania week next week. So. <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, uh, funny people. Uh, like, are you guys like, have, have, are y'all like familiar with funny people? Yes, Adam Sandler. Okay. And Eminem yeah. even makes a little cameo in there. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't like Ray Romano. <laughs> But yeah, like when they get to the house and like Eric Banner's characters come and like they spend the night, like it kind of drags a little bit. Then like kind of turns into like a like his mood. Like when they when it brings in like the unnecessary drama part, some of them work. Like you know the forty year old virgin. Like you know he's trying to like not come out and say he's a virgin. That works. Knocked up. Will Ben grow up and like this? It just kind of feels like not necessarily out the blue, but not fully uh fully planned all the way so to speak but it's not a bad movie and uh train wreck two hours nine minutes i like train wreck you see that's one movie i've never actually seen that's one it's, of uh, it's it's fucking yeah, bill bill hater is a surgeon that plays billy joe while he's performing surgery it's amazing <laughs> Oh, Amy, man, that's another Bill Hader mo- thing I'm sleeping yeah. on, man. Yeah, like a- Amy, she, she like her, uh, her dad told her and her sister, like, my, uh, you know, like being just with one person is not the thing to be. So she grows up like not really getting to like relationships and stuff like that, and she meets him. LeBron James is in the movie. He's like uh, that buddy who encouraged you to try for love. Like he's like telling Bill Hader, he's like, "You love her, go for her and stuff." <laughs> LeBron James is 6'9", 270. <laughs> John Cena's hell- in that movie too, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's a hell John of a Cena's hype, man. Uh, Brie Lawson is her sister. Uh, Tilla Swinton is a boss. Eliza Miller, he plays a little part in there. Oh, I think I have seen this. Mm-hmm. Sounds like it, it's been a while since I said, but like, I, I really enjoyed it. Like, it's good. Uh, my next question. This one is kind of hard. You guys might want to like look this up. I was gonna say like, what is like? I don't want to just say one because I'm pretty sure you got several. But what are like some of your favorite productions that he did? Like where he's a producer, maybe just a producer writer on it. And uh, we we can start with just movie because he has produced some great TV shows too. And we'll just like go for that. But like movie production. Oh, dude, heavyweights. Yes, he 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 he, from heavyweights. He was. I think I think uh, I identify with that movie. Okay. (laughs) You went to fat camp? No, I didn't go to fat camp, but I'm fat. (laughs) (laughs) He was a producing writer of heavyweights. Yes, sir. Um. You see, I'm gonna. Forgetting Sarah Marshall as well. Yes. yes. That, mm-hmm. that, that started the Elvis Snow character. <laughs> it turned, it turned uh, what's his name? What's his name? Oh, Russell Brand. Uh, Russell Brand into a household name. That's the movie that made mm-hmm. him. I love Superbad and Bridesmaids. Superbad. Ooh, mm-hmm. and, and uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall also brought me... Um, What's her name? What's her name? Sarah Marshall. Yeah, the oh, Kristen uh, Bell. Mm-hmm. Kristen Bell. Uh, how about Step Brothers and Talladega Nights, y'all? Yep. Mm-hmm. Hey, Anchorman. That's what I'm saying. Like, w- like when you go to like his product, pop store, never stop popping. Hilarious. Also, <laughs> the Big Sick. Big sick. That was his movie. Oh, it was his movie. Yeah, he, he's that. he's yeah he's a producer. And uh, Superbad came out like my first year in high school. I was like, "Ooh, high school's gonna be like this," and it wasn't. That was a lie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was no Emma Stone. <laughs> Superbad brought I up will a lot say, of characters. I didn't. I didn't care too much for kicking and screaming. I thought that was kind of boring. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think I like certain like I forgot like it, it's a part where I think like he's like really I forgot but it's some part of kicking the scream that I like with Will Ferrell I can't think of it now because it's been a while since I've seen it but yeah I, I could definitely understand that uh, oh Freaks and Geeks probably my favorite <laughs> series yeah, that he's yeah I was gonna say oh going go to the t- uh, the television side now so we're gonna start with Freaks and Geeks I think like we're all fans of Freaks and Geeks yeah yeah that's that's a good one I like uh, he was a writer on the Larry Sanders show. That's hilarious. You can catch that on HBO. Undeclared, also what he did after freezing get when that was like in college. And uh, Frank, you and I fucking love love <laughs> on Netflix. Which one? Love. Oh, love. Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant love, love. Oh, love is something I could. Um, like I thought you said I was gonna love love something. Okay, love. Oh, don't even get me started on that show. Julian I, Jacobs. I could another thing that I could relate to that show so much too. It's like yeah. these all these movies that he makes. You read mm-hmm. all these movies he makes, produces, directs. Mm-hmm. You relate to them so well. I'm, and I'm gonna admit something. Well, I, it ain't really nothing like a shame and stuff like that. A lot of people kind of gave it. A bad it got it's got it's got a bad taste in people's mouth because of the woman who created it with him and stuff like that. I liked it the HBO series Girls by Lena Durham and stuff like that. I did. Uh I watched it and stuff because at the time, like it was just amazing to me. She was like 24, made an HBO show. I was like, man, that's fucking amazing. And she she has done a lot and said a lot of dumb things. Like she said some things about Odell Backroom. They were at a party. And she was dressed up, and like I guess like he didn't look at her, and she was like, "Oh, he just kind of looked at me like I was looking like he like she wanted him to kind of like be that black male uh, stereotype where he like sexifies her and stuff like that, and, <laughs> and, and he didn't, and uh, so that was something I criticized. But her, she she has a character in the show named Hannah, and she says I'm the voice of a generation, and people put that label on the actress. <laughs> Like they used that again, so they was like, "This fucking bitch says she's the voice of John." I was like, "No, that was, that was her character. That was her character in the TV show, and she was wrong for like this is a show like you're not meant to like none of these people. <laughs> All of these people to like some of them are cool, and uh, I, I got to bring up this part because we'll talk more about it. Well, next month we're going to details with the Star Wars for, but like when the cast on the Force Awakens came out. And I see Adam Driver, and I, I still laugh about it. I went to a friend. I was like, that's fucking Adam from Girls. <laughs> <laughs> and he was I like, you mean Kylo Wynn? <laughs> I was like, no, nah, that's Adam. <laughs> yeah, I need to watch Love. I need to. Yeah. That's a really good show. Yeah, it's a really good it show. It looks good, so I want to start watching it, but I want to have time to watch it in order. Like, I need to finish The Sopranos and then go to Love, I guess. Ooh, wait, hold on. Let's stay yeah. on. Wait, 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 wait. How are you going to go from The Sopranos to Love? Hey, hey. Uh, because I jump around like a weirdo like that, okay? <laughs> I, was, I was like, wait, wait. don't get me started on The Sopranos. Let's just stay on Judd Appetite. <laughs> I'm literally over here in my room with my hands up like I'm committing a crime. I was like, we're we not going to talk about this. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'll definitely... I, I identify with Love. I know, Frank, it's like being like these kind of nerdy guys and just like being amazed that like pretty women talk to us <laughs> and like we get there until like get their attention we're just like don't mess this up don't mess this up <laughs> uh, yeah I could okay yeah <laughs> I think that's that, that, that's what like everybody says like you, you like what love is always you're with him <laughs> <laughs> All thirty something episodes. It's interesting. So uh, what else has he gone through? I'm looking at his writing too. He I didn't know he was one of the writers for heavyweights or mm-hmm. what else has he done? North Hollywood, a TV movie. I haven't even heard of that shit. I didn't either. I know he wrote uh, You Don't Mess with the Zoan. Oh, um, damn. Let's, let's go. Let's go where? I think Frank dropped. Sorry. 
There he is. <laughs> let's go. Let's go back to the movies you directed. I wanted a question to ask you guys. Yeah. All right. Um, do you think all his movies have like a, their own universe? You know how we have the MCU, the DCU. Um, do you think there's a Jet Apatow JAU universe? I think for some, I don't think for all of them, mm-hmm. but I think some could kind of coexist in the same universe. Mm-hmm. For me, it's kind of more better than that. Like it's not like a a universe in uh, the with the movie. It's more of a universe like with the actors. Yeah, like he'll bring like he'll collaborate with the same people. Like you know, uh, yeah, Seth Rogen. Bill Hader, James Franco, Leslie Mann, his wife, amazing. His kids. Yes, both of them. You throw them in there and stuff like that, <laughs> and they fit. It's like these are not like just like horrible, like like you, you like nepotism. Like, they're not just there for that. Like he gives them things to do, and like they fit. Like it, like they knocked up. Like they're the cute little girls who been kind of bonds with and stuff like that. And they're funny. Yeah. Like they don't so, stick out like they shouldn't be there. I like that. I was like, trust me, once we get off of this, I'm gonna find that picture of Mob <laughs> Aptow as Bob <laughs> as Bob Ross, and I'm gonna send it to both of you and you're gonna be like, What? And I'm like, she pulls it off. She pulls it oh, off. Oh man, post it to the Instagram so everybody can see what the hell. I, 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 I definitely will. Definitely. Because <laughs> I like and she's in the show and so she's a good friend too. <laughs> With uh, uh, going back to like one movie he produced and stuff like that, uh, Bridesmaids has aged well. Like some movies don't really age that well, but this movie with Christian Wig has aged fantastic. I love the plane scene where she's like, takes some pills and she, and she's like, and like the stewardess is trying to kick her out. And she's like, help me, I'm poor. I was like, yeah, I am too. <laughs> Oh, that did age so well, though. <laughs> and I, I, I was surprised he produced like "Begin Again," which is like I'm, I'm looking at it. It, it. it says it's a musical comedy drama. I always thought it was like kind of a musical drama with Mark Ruffalo and Kara Knightley and stuff like that. But I guess it's a comedy. But yeah, he, I never he, watched it. Seen it? Uh, uh, like. John Kearney and stuff like that. He he makes some pretty good uh, movies and stuff like that. I like the movie uh, Sing Street that I saw. And so first time I ever saw uh, a black person in uh, Ireland. Like this dude was black in Ireland with the accent. I was like, what? <laughs> but yeah, that that's a good uh, little coming of age comedy right there and stuff like that. But yeah, he he produced uh, Beginning. I was actually surprised to see like he produced uh, the big sick. He, he did. That's that's. Uh, if we ever do like a romantic comedy, like podcast and stuff like that, that has to come up. Really good one. I got a question for you guys. What's up? Which Anchorman was better, one or two? One. One. <laughs> oh. I, I didn't even have like to think. That, okay. <laughs> one had the more memorable iconic scenes I want to see yeah. yeah two wasn't bad it's just like maybe too much time might have passed two was in 2013 mm-hmm. and where is one? Oh, what the hell my page jumped um, oh wow uh, nine years apart mm-hmm yeah okay okay so but yeah uh, uh, nah never mind I'm not, I'm not just feeling like shit on like other movies like sequels for no reason <laughs> I was gonna say well I like I was like I, I liked it a little bit better than this sequel but nah 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 that's just <laughs> nah 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 it, it, it's comedy sequels are hard comedy is hard yeah. period like cause you gotta like mm-hmm. you need that cast like if you got the good cast and you make it recurrent, like Adam Sandler and his fucking band of <laughs> hilarious brothers, a lot of his movies are good, and then sometimes they kind of drag a little bit, but then they come back. Adam Sandler has got the greatest thing. He he 
he picks locations to go on vacation when he brings his friends and they get oh, paid. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like, you want to go to Hawaii? Fuck it. I'll find a script and just set it in Hawaii. Just Terry Crews, come on, bring your shirts. Rob Snyder. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, come on, we're going to get you guys paid and then we're just going to relax. Um, I didn't know he directed Doc and Daryl at 30 through 30. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that either. Oh, shit. Which 30 for 30 was it? Uh, this was season three, episode 10. Back in 2009. Oh, okay. Damn. And that's his credit right there. I just see it 30 for 30 right after the Simpsons. Yeah. That's crazy. He's done so much. Like, I've seen a bunch of this crap, but I never knew he was part of it. Or Uh-huh. Like, you know how you asked, like, did I expect him to do the King of uh, Staten Island? I expected that more than a 30 for 30. He does not take me <laughs> as a sports guy at all. And what's this? Have you guys seen Crashing at all? I've uh, heard of it, but I've never seen it. I've seen, like, one episode. It's like with, uh, what's his name, Pete Holmes and stuff like that. He's a comedian. Yeah. I've seen, like, one episode. It wasn't bad, but it's, like, it's one of the things, like, it didn't really, like, catch me like coming back and stuff like uh i saw them, yeah Artie lang he's on there he was he was pretty funny Artie lang was in it yeah he's on there oh wow yeah i'm looking at his credits man like there's peewee's big holiday didn't know he was a producer <laughs> um <laughs> i think he's i think he's like a huge peewee fan I'm I'm more amazed at this fucking thirty for thirty. That's what I'm amazed. At. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is this is taking me down a rabbit hole. Oh, sh- I was just like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> like even right now, I'm seeing like Ice Cube directed a thirty for thirty. Damn. <laughs> I guess anybody can direct that shit. <laughs> I'm not finna shit on like directing and stuff like that. I'm just surprised. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, that's a hard job. <laughs> so, what would you guys say is like your favorite Judd Apatow movie or series, or maybe it's like a couple of a couple of things that he did? Ooh, just off the bat, couple. I'll, I'll just just make a, a list. Forty over, knocked up, super bad. The Gary Sanders Show. Uh, love, girls, train wreck, bridesmaid stuff. I'll, I'll save. I'll save some for the rest of you. <laughs> it's like this motherfucker's going down the list. <laughs> um, absolute favorite has to be knocked up. Um, show would have to be love. I mean, even though he didn't direct it, it'd probably be produced by him. Um, but love is you know you, you sleep on love. I mean, yeah, you should not sleep on that bro show. I'm going to go put it on after we uh, end this show. <laughs> Just for you two. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm looking at some of the credits for Love. He he wrote some episodes. I'm trying to see like if he directed some, too. Because if he did, I was like, he's in there. <laughs> <laughs> see, he's freaking... Apatow is very diverse, I'll say that, like surprising seeing some of his credits and especially after watching King Staten Island like I didn't really I never really dove into his history of anything I was just like, oh okay another after movie like I'll go watch that I liked his last one I, I oh the 40 year old virgin like I think of you know those iconic movies that we all watched growing up or that you you have on DVD or maybe even VHS if we go back far enough but mm-hmm. all right all right Mr. I think that Mr. Apatow. Yeah, it's, it's like the surprise. Like it's, it has a lot of like gross out humor and a lot of, I guess you could say bad language if you, you know, want to label it like that. But they have heart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like in the movie and stuff like that, they, especially starting out from the 40 you know, they laugh at them and stuff like that. Like, especially at the car game, bag of sand. But like, they all end up like helping them. <laughs> You know, like they they all end up going out of their way to like trying to tell them like how to get 
like women then like they accept like he's like no 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 I'm not gonna like <laughs> talk to the talk to women that type of way and I'm just What's gonna up, do bitch? things yeah <laughs> <laughs> she was a hoe for sure <laughs> and you know that and uh you know knocked up and stuff like that like Ben he grows up he gets a job she even starts to help them with their very dumb internet thing where they look at nudities and stuff. She's like, boop, boop, all went 30 minutes in. <laughs> and uh, and with, uh, with funny people and stuff like that, which you can, you know, because him and Adam Sandler, like, I think they were like roommates at one point in time, so like they know each other. And then and stuff like that, like this, I, I, I like that he pokes fun at like the family moves Adam Sandler did, and then Adam Sandler later went on to do some of those ideas. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And you know, like uh, his character, Jordan, like he, I guess, like starts to appreciate life a little bit more after the health scare, and like he he's nicer to Ira and stuff. Seth Rogen's character, but they just you know they have a little bit more heart. And Trainwreck, Amy Schumer character, like she, you know, decides to give love a chance and stop sleeping around and drinking. <laughs> and. Mm, and then you got the uh, King of Staten Islands where, you know, Scott is just like, he admits his feelings for this woman that he always liked. And hopefully he goes and do something cultured. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think that's it. Like, if you get past all the like, like, dick jokes and stuff like that, it's it's always a beating heart. Underneath, like I'm, I'm, I keep thinking of knock up when they're making fun of Martin Starr for growing out his beard, <laughs> <laughs> just to get him to cut it. <laughs> I think but, Step Brothers is probably my favorite from him. <laughs> <laughs> like I can quote that movie a little too well. <laughs> Pow! <laughs> I love Captain. I know Captain Hun's having a big moment because of Wonder Vision, but that woman is amazing at everything. See, that sex scene in the bathroom, I, I still have no idea what was that. She's like, come on, stay golden, pony boy. I think that's it for, for this episode. Like, we had a good a good trip down memory lane, shit. Yeah, that's a lot of good quotes. Like, I haven't seen, like, I haven't, I haven't seen Step Brothers, like, you know, turning off the TV and stuff like that, but I ain't like fully gonna sit down and watch Step Brothers in like years. And like, I, I remember to stay golden pony boy. <laughs> <laughs> and you just with these movies, like, you they're very quotable. And stuff. we didn't even talk about <laughs> eight pounds, golden hair, it's the long hair, something baby Jesus from Talladega Nights. <laughs> <laughs> eight pound, four ounce. <laughs> Newborn baby Jesus. <laughs> Don't you wish that evil on me, baby. Oh, <laughs> Ricky Bobby. <laughs> oh, shit. Good episode, y'all. Um, anything y'all want to add before we, we cut this? Remember, this is going out in a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Any predictions say... for the final four? <laughs> final four? It's already championship game. <laughs> okay, Frank, who's going to win? Gonzaga, because I don't want Baylor to win. <laughs> very petty, very petty. He, why? He, he told. I'll tell you why. Uh oh. He, he was like, oh, he's. Uh, he was like, I don't want another team from Texas to win. I'm like, dude, UTEP will still be the first to do it if another team winning. You just being selfish. <laughs> They'll be the first. They'll always be the first. It's, it's like you can you can hang there. You like, well, they won this year. You like, but you. Anytime anybody bring that up, you'll be like, well, do you know who was the first one to win? You tell, baby. <laughs> but, yeah, but, yeah, uh, just for my own petty reasons, I want Gonzaga to win, too, because I'm a <laughs> UT fan, and they didn't make it, and Baylor did, Woo! and fuck them. <laughs> I believe so, it. So, yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, you know, we'll go with Gonzaga. I haven't seen them play, but I think they're good. They made it to the championships. <laughs> All right, boys and girls. Uh, like we always say, if you can, share the show. 
Uh, follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. It's all linked in our <clears throat> bio down below. Yep. And uh, I think we're going to get more active on IG just posting like our favorite mm-hmm. scenes or sure. Josh is going to post Bob Ross right now. <laughs> with this. So go check us out there. It's are you still watching underscore pod or dot pod? I, I don't remember, but it's linked. So yep. go check it out. Share the show. If you guys want to support it a little bit more monetarily, there's a couple ways you can do it with Patreon or the buy me a coffee. Check out Frank's show. Cause he's got a crazy wrestling week uh, starting <laughs> what, tomorrow or Monday, Monday. Monday. We'll start too. Monday. Go follow his ass. He's uh, at wrestling with the weasel. There's no G. It's just wrestling with the weasel. <laughs> mm-hmm. But anyways, we'll uh, we'll see you all uh, next week. Stay going, pony boy. <laughs> God damn. <laughs>